0: all right girls and boys the pairings are done and the rounds are up
1: the four squad presents the rounds are up podcast an amd focused podcast to get you gaming chatting learning hanging out and perhaps even hosting some awesome rounds legion armada x shadow point mcp and more too fast maybe is that better than nick's i don't know what do you think adam was it better than last week
0: uh, no, I think Nick has absolutely perfected the opening, our uh, opening monologue, curses, as we like to call it. Uh, but, oh, Pablo, you, you, you're definitely number two, mate. You're definitely second place.
1: <laughs> Jared, what do I, what do I rank in your intro skills right there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to give it to Nick.
2: He just puts way too much emphasis into it and he loves it. He gets fully into it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Starting off crushed. I am Pabs your host, the second host with the most. Welcome to this week's podcast. <laughs> Glad you're all here listening. Thank you for joining us, boys. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about some sickness in July. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. some potential roasting of certain members of the squad. Possibly, I don't, know, yep. I don't know if that's true. And we're going to talk about some listener questions, which we always do. But up top, we got some plugs, Adam. We are revamping our plugs. We're going to have less plugs from now on. We're just going to hit the
0: main things really quickly. Join the Patreon, support everything the C4 squad does, including all the events, the podcast, our charity events, uh, everything that we do. Uh, We have a charity Twilight Imperium tournament coming up on the 9th of September. Please come to that. And I want to give a special shout-out to Moab in October and States in August for Legion, uh, both events, you know, we need you guys to back them. Get your tickets as early as you can to show your loves to the people organizing it. So yeah, that's, that's the plugs revamped plugs, quick plugs. Super quick, quick, quick fresh plugs. That's what I like <laughs> to say. <Fresh-y. laughs> Nothing like a fresh
1: plug for the morning.
0: <laughs> Nothing like a fresh plug. And we all know what kind
1: of plugs I mean. Mm-hmm. hundred
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Jared first of all hello uh welcome to the pod uh thank you. everyone at home just so everyone knows jared is our new full-time host <laughs> uh so he'll be part of the revolving revolving car, car clown car of characters that we have <laughs> um with a nice little uh focus on Legion. but man thank you very much for agreeing to this prestigious <laughs> uh, <laughs> posting
2: happy to be here gunning for that number two spot
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> already already Ooh, okay uh
1: throwing down the challenge well, all, right, all right well before we, we get to you know who's who's gonna win out we'll get some patrons who have supported us can we get some patron shout outs uh, yep so loki variant matt o
0: we have super tactical droid mitch travel agent steve <laughs> the judge to nick
2: jedi master lachlan
0: Chieftain Johnny Wombat, shout out for the big traveler. Sith Lord Brendan, shout out for uh, all the extra prizes you gave us for Sithmas. Thank you.
2: Joel the Mad Titan.
0: Albert the Again, shout out for Joel. Again, gave (laughs) us heaps of prizes for Sithmas. What? Absolute legend. Joel as well, right? What a legend. Yeah, yeah. Albert the Decimated Pilot. Spectre 8 Todd.
2: Geonosian Drone Cal, my new Arch Nemesis.
0: Ooh. Uh
1: James L Jones, the second, I guess. Containable Sean and blue milk and cockles. Thank you patrons. Thank you for your support.
0: Mm, Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And uh, how I'm going to thank you is by showing you my unit. That's right. It's my favorite episode, my favorite part of the episode. It's the only, part only real part I listen to, and then I just kick off. It's the View My Unit. And after we hosted Sithmas, our Legion event, 20-person Legion event up on the Central Coast, I had a couple of the guys ask when we're going to do B2s. Today's the day. We're going to do some B2s today. Uh, so for anyone who knows me, I like to run the B2, the Battle Droid 2. All the super battle droids, as Jared likes to call them. Jared, can you can you give me a breakdown of their of their primary card, please?
2: Absolutely. So they have AI
0: attack, their armor one, they have
2: two health each, their courage two, white defense dice, speed two. Uh, they shoot at range one to two with a black and white, and they also have a black unarmed attack. And they come in at I believe it's forty eight points a unit.
0: Trash. As a unit, as a card, absolute trash. Now they also have two heavy weapons. The first one being the B two ACM, a range one to two gun with three black. Trash. Throw it in the bin. Throw it in the bin, Jared. It's gone. There's it's only one gone. Wa- there's only thanks, mate. There's only one way to run B twos. And that's with the B two HA, which is a range two to three, double red and a white, with blast, cycle, and impact two and a T-Series tactical droid. T-Series shoots one red, one to three. It loses AI attack. So it's now a gen- normal, you know, classic stormtrooper unit. It can do whatever it wants. It has, you know, he doesn't have to do that AI attack. Reliable one leader and side arm ranged. Let me break down to you guys why this is my favorite unit. With the HA and the T-Series, it's 95 points. It's a chonky unit. It's a two courage droid unit. So it's very rarely doing anything less than two acts, two actions At range three. When it's shooting, it's three red and one white. It has blast. So the opponent doesn't get any sort of benefits to cover. And with the amount of snipers and things like that's around, no cover. Cause snipers love cover Pablo. Cause they get extra cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No cover, no cover dead unit. And to be honest, getting three with just the three reds over cover from from a normal unit is is not kind of normal, especially for a uh, you know a, a core unit. Three over cover being the three hits you get after you take away cover, it's kind of normal. And sometimes you can spike that with that white dice. Sometimes that white dice comes up comes up crits, babies, and that's what you want to see. <laughs> uh, they're a chunky unit. So in the way that I like to run them with the HA and the T series, it's nine wounds and you've got to get through seven wounds before you can take away its HA. You're going to get to the eighth wound to take away its HA. So when you're shooting at range three, you've got to do a lot of wounds to a unit, which has a lot of health, has reliable for those horrible white die and also has armor one. So with heavy cover, you're taking away three hits, before you're doing anything else. Jared, what's your uh what's your opinions on the on the B2s?
2: Bane of my existence. Hate them. Unplayable trash. Never run them against me, please. But um, <laughs> in all seriousness, no, they are amazing, especially when you add in the B2 HA and the T-Series tactical droid. At the moment, they also just play really well into the meta. Like just they were good beforehand, but just because they have impact you on their gun, even better. hmm um and you know like as you said earlier adam like you know most units shoot are shooting you know kind of like four five six black maybe two white with a crit one on their gun in ca- like most cases this just gets three red and a white through basically you know three red through every time nearly, um and that white three and eight to hit because you have that reliable one really really good and you know you can play that attrition game because in a joint list Let's be honest you're probably running repair as well so they are just mm-hmm. mean to get through they're just durable they do damage they do everything really
0: spoiler i don't run repair in my list but we'll get to my list <gasps> soon we're gonna top through right there uh yeah they're a really great unit what i really like about them is they have a uh alternative way to win and that's just with health i had a game once where i just no matter what happened i couldn't get my damage through He's rolling reds. I'm rolling. Yeah, he's on red defense. So I just couldn't do any damage. After three rounds, I've taken off one of his minis, and he's taken off the multiple B2 units. So I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to pick up the box, and I'm just going to walk to my side of the board. And as my opponent kept killing B2s, I just had other ones pick up the box and kept running, and he couldn't kill them all. And I won that game based on just the amount of HP I had. And that's why I love them, because sometimes they sometimes you're gonna roll like crap but you know what you're the health to back it up if you if you're a cis player try them out they're very different to how you normally run because they they don't have that order chain think of think about alternative ways to play around not having orders on your core maybe orders on everything else so kind of like this the traditional way of running a list and i think you'll really find that you like them they're very flexible on the list but yeah that's the b2 and they're my favorite unit Yeah. They're super solid. <laughs> I do. I do like the idea of always having like a horde, horde army, which is the B1s, but then running just the, the, you know, the, the premier units, the special elite units on mm. like the B2s. There is something cool about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. It is cool to see that you can make like an, a, an elite style list with SIS as well, and not just spam B6s <laughs> and add some characters as well. Yeah. So, we, yeah. we saw a few lists of those that are oh, too, which is really cool to see.
0: Speaking about SIS. Talk about, talk about this Sithus. Uh, so since was our fifth event that we've run this year i can't believe it's been five uh so it's our fifth legion event i should say we've run more than that but it was our fifth legion event for you uh and we came into this event like just from the actual running the perspective yeah, I really felt like this time, Pabs, were a really well-oiled machine. Mm, mm. You know, we've made some major changes behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and it's been really working for us. What do you think, Pabs?
1: Yeah, so that need to make sure you keep iterating to a degree, and make sure you're trying to do new things that actually make the thing make an event run smoother or make it that much of a more collaborative aspect to approaching these events, because sometimes it's sort of put on one person that person's sort of rushing around trying to do everything, as opposed to what I think is really obvious from us is that we've really good at coming together to do a bunch of things and have someone in charge of this, someone in charge of like terrain, mm. someone in charge of like, you know, just collaborating around the pricing, even though we got a few extra surprises prizings on the day. Uh, yeah, I think we've, I don't know if, uh, we're, we're well oiled machine, but we're definitely, uh, getting better and better at, uh, just, just the basics of getting stuff done. So
0: yeah, um, exactly. One, one of the things that like we, some of the decisions we made about the day was we said we're going to have, yeah, you know, someone in charge of, terrain yeah some people in like multiple people in charge of the actual ruling on the day uh and so we actually shared the judge capabilities or responsibilities between three of us um and then me and Daniel also like the head judges so anything that people couldn't answer we would be the last stop on the right never really gets that especially with these community events because it's not really that high stake you can just say Shit, I, I can't I know the answer to that question. Does anyone <laughs> else know the answer to that question? Um and this is the first event in a while that I've I played and judged at the same time and I was a little bit worried about that. But it went really smoothly, the systems that we put into place and great pricing and everything kind of just came together. Like you know, Dan looked after the terrain and also uh the Legion mm-hmm. HQ, like the the software. Uh so I think yeah, it was a really good, yes. really good day all, all around
2: yeah yeah absolutely and you know as always big shout out to the c4 community for bringing their own terrain with us as well and just coming along and having a great day it was awesome fun
0: that is something that was really surprising to me when we first started doing legion events last year was how much of the community is just like yeah i'll bring terrain they're probably i'll bring a table I'll bring two and you know i can't thank them enough and we we try to thank them as much as possible like we we keep one of our prizes just for people Mm. who brought terrain i really try and encourage that and yeah, I wish we could do more, but yeah, you know, I I try and bring tables wherever I go, and yeah, definitely I like this collaborative approach rather than you know maybe one or two people doing it, yeah, you know, and then having to pack it all up. And no, I, I like yeah, you know, everyone's, good. and then they're like different styles of tables too. What was your favorite table for the day, Jared? This is gonna be great for the people who didn't go. But oh. what was your favorite <laughs> table for the day? So I
2: think for for. <laughs> for looks and playability it was definitely cal's table his uh Geon Ocean style ca- table that was super yep. cool um there were like crash uh, ships everywhere there were craters it just played really really well as well and um if i if i had to pick yeah, a, lo- a second a lot of
0: thought and effort a lot of thought and effort's gone into yeah, that yeah yeah
2: it was really good like it was easy to put units on no slipping or anything like that kind of thing in craters um but if I had to pick a second for, for looks, it was definitely that Kashyyyk table. It was super, super cool. <laughs> I wanted to put my whole clone army down on there and just <laughs> fashion shoot my whole army on it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, props to you fellas for the tables. They looked awesome.
0: It was interesting that you, you kind of pointed out the, not only the style of the tables, but the functionality of cast table. Are you, are you more of a function over style or are you more style over function?
2: Oh, it's de- for me. It's definitely functionality over style. I-, I won't lie. Um, I think a, mm-hmm. a well balanced table is probably a, you know, preferable, uh, especially in a tournament. But um, if it's just for a casual game, i I'd love to play on just funny wacky tables that make you think differently about how you play like especially that kashik table i played on that round three and just the verticality on that one through um i versed uh nick (laughs) it threw me one of the nicks i'll say it threw me for a loop um just you know we yeah, uh, nick bennett it was (laughs) um and yeah because just you know we just agreed that a speed one climb would get you up a, a height so it was crazy to think that you could just get a dude six inches or height one in the air just that easily to see the whole board basically like, you know, pop shots off. So it made you think differently. That's for sure about where you wanted to move.
0: Yeah. Good course. Good course. But no, I'm definitely more of a function over a, a style I definitely shows my terrain as it, it's very blocky and, and very easy to understand, which is what I like to do. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Pabs? So are you, are you looking for a beautiful table or you just want, you just want right angles?
1: no i must admit that if i had a choice to play it in like a beautiful table maybe some impracticality involved in it but just the idea of you know recreating some cinematic viewpoint on the table while you're rolling dice that's just you know it's just lovely like you know the there's those, uh, like custom terrain tables where there's actually like, you know, different heights as part of the base and stuff. i like to get some ridiculous thing like that just for the sake of having it rather than it being, you know, a properly balanced table, I guess.
0: We did get an interesting People- bit of feedback and I 100% agree with what they say. We had a bit of feedback saying it was from a newer player and they were, un- they weren't sure what to do about judges and had to ask for a judge. Or who was the judge? Um, and that's what I need to take back from the, that's what I'm taking back from the event because I noticed it too, that I didn't do that about round two. And (laughs) I need to make sure that at the start of the events that we really make clear, if you've got a question, throw your hand up and say judge. And at any event you're at ever, chuck your hand up in the air and say judge. But I'll, I will definitely make sure that we make that announcement the next time we run our events. And it, it's it's I, I've definitely done it at other events, but I'm, we're so used to doing it that, like, yeah, people can just ask me whatever they want. It's not a problem, uh, but I,
1: I need to get better at making sure the new players know that as well. So I apologize if that was you. Yeah, well, it comes down to that. There's some things you just do just for the sake of making sure you're inclusive as much as possible, and that's definitely one. Just that check-in yeah. with everyone, comfortability, yeah. but we had the opportunity, we called it Sithmas in July, right? We were expecting some new presents to be on the board for, you know, mm-hmm. the classic Sithmas in July party. Was mm-hmm. there any of those new presents on the board? I don't believe there was. Uh,
2: one Ewoks player, I believe it was. <laughs> um, I don't think we had a single Tempest.
0: Not everyone was expecting it to. I was expecting there to be a Tempest. I was expecting to see the triple A no, i broader. I still think it's pretty good. I'm really looking forward to seeing it on the actual table, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but there was a few new lists. So the, the, do you want to break down our top three guys? Is that yeah, let's we're up to? yeah, let's do
1: it. Let's do it.
0: Jared. So, so, so Jared, do you want to read out, uh, do you want to give us a quick breakdown of Alex's list who technically came first in the event? Yep. So just so everyone knows we had three people go three No. Uh, and at C four, we always reward reward all of our undefeated players equally. Doesn't really matter where you come. Uh, but these are the three undefeated players.
2: Yep. So uh, ironically enough, Alex's list name was "If it's not broken, don't fix it." And hilariously <laughs> enough, it is immediately five points over and illegal in the army builder. <laughs> so we should fix it. Which I, naturally, Alex fixed it immediately. Um, <laughs> it's actually a really cool unique list and you know alex always places really high in tournaments that i've seen and he pilots it amazingly um emphasis on the pilot so alex has commander vader with push choke still which um clearly it's still good if he's placed here um burst of speed and vigilance a pike syndicate capo with vigilance and a good mixture of core so he has a short a naked short trooper unit a mortar Two units of pikes, both with electro whips, one with a capo, and then two units of base uh, stormtroopers with T21s, which is the uh, four white crit two gun, stormtrooper specialist, prepared supplies, and recon intel. And then lastly, a LAT, so the Imperial Tie Pilot, which gives them that extra speed, HQ uplink, mm-hmm. which basically uh, issues the LAT in order, and then high energy shells, so the veloc- uh, high velocity shells.
0: And I believe I've never actually versed Alex with this list, but I believe all he's doing is putting Vader in that lap and going hunting.
2: Yep. Yep. And I would assume uh, a really good <laughs> one for that would be Master of Evil turn one. Sorry, Darkness Descends turn one to get that reliable setup. And then Suppression Bomb, literally everything would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> or Implacable,
0: just depending on the situation. It's great to see Vader uh, winning events. It's great oh. to see uh, in a completely different list as well. Uh, this is, and I I say it a lot, a lot of people, when I talk to them out out in the real world, say to me, you know, I I never get reps, I never get reps." Alex has run this same list. I think it may be four of our events because he didn't get, he doesn't get the opportunity to get a lot of reps in and thank you very much, Alex, for coming. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, but (laughs) he, like, it just shows you that, you know, even with, as long as you know your list back to front and what it can deal with. Yeah. It, it's great. And getting up into people's pe- people's face, nice and quickly as well. Yeah. Good strategy. Yeah. You know, get them on the back foot.
2: Yeah. And it just goes to show you don't need a medalist to win. He clearly pilots it extremely well. <laughs> so good job.
0: <laughs> and this is a nine activation list as well. So let's mm. talk about the second uh, person on the list. Pablo, do you want to break down the second list for
1: us? Sure. There's no name attached to this list. So is it anonymous? <laughs> sure i bet you'll be able to figure out who's it is by the name <laughs> of the, the name of the list <laughs> uh listen to the rounds are up podcast who always is hustling <laughs> within the admin well, I, hustling? No. <laughs> always hustling nine activation 793 points so a nice little bid there i'm not sure if that was super intentional possibly starting mm-hmm. with a yeah. super tactical droid with improvised orders and commanding presence a pike syndicate kappa with vigilance and then two pike foot soldiers with the 13m disruptor a pike syndicate capo uh three b2 super battle droids mm. with the mm. ha trooper and a series tactical droid no idea then we've got some special forces we've got some magna guards with the rps 6 magna guard and a big series commando strike team with the sniper and deflector shields
0: Adam, so there's been, there's been no changes to the list since the Maitland event. Uh, and there was only a little change since Kangon. I really like it. It's a really funny list. The reason why I like it is because I don't need to give orders to any of the core units. I only care about my special forces, which is where Kalani comes in, uh, giving the strike team or the Magna guard, and then obviously whatever card I'm using, try giving them the other order. So I've typically only got core and commanders in the bag and with improvised orders, it's a really easy way to generate, you know, the people don't want to get out of the back. I've had some people ask why I've got improvised orders on the tactical droid and not the capo. I typically only need it once and being able to refresh it on the capo for get good value. Isn't something I was getting good value out of. Uh, so keeping vigilance on the capo, always being around the pike soldiers anyway. The reason I like this list is because people either target the pikes or they target the B2s. And then whichever one you target, I'm just going to come at you harder with the other one. Uh, Pikes in that configuration is still really strong. It's, you know, it's five, six, seven, eight dice at range three, which is big, especially when you can give them all kinds of aims from Kalani and the Capo. And then if you're targeting them and whittling them away, the B2 is coming at you, trying to get into range two for that big hit. Manic, mm. I'll The strike the, the, the sniper strike team is really interesting because having one of them, they, they, they're a dead activation. So when I need to activate something, I need to stall I can go with them. I don't really care if they do anything. Sometimes they get to aim and shoot, but sometimes they're shooting and moving so they don't get killed. Uh, sometimes they're recovering and shooting, you know, with those deflector shields. I'm trying as much to keep those shields up just so they can take the shots. So. I don't worry about those two guys too much, but they have been very impactful. Especially when I get a couple of really good shots into a unit. I've got one guy left. Well, I know I can be able, I know I can take care of him with a strike team. Mm. Great, great list. Christian if I do say brilliant. so myself.
2: No. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely looks it. Question for you with your BX commando strike team, I actually first quite a lot of full teams of commandos as well. I'll I'll talk about that Mm -hmm. later, but, um, how often did you find people actually wanting to shoot your strike team? Did they just ignore them because they got deflector shields?
0: Uh, yes and no, if there was an opportunity, like at one point there was definitely an opportunity where people could shoot them. I, I always think that strike teams are there to boost your activations. So I will take – I will move them out of harm's way and not shoot or maybe take a bad shot and then move rather than just aim shoot because I want them to live. So they didn't get shot at a lot, but I also kind of made sure of it. Uh, Some people would try and bombard them, especially Mm. on the starting turns. That's where those shields come in, you know – the shields, red dice. They should be able. Then they never die. They they haven't died yet, uh, from my memory. And look, that's that's kind of like their job. They they're not good at shooting other strike teams, but on the flip side, strike teams aren't good at getting mm. them either. Mm. So because they need to crit fish against other strike teams, unless they're BXs um, or clones, but not a lot of people run the clone except for Echo. So yeah, like the, the that's that's why strike teams. I think it's really good. It's sixty yeah. points. It is a little bit, a little bit chunky, but they do good work. And they're a, like I said, they're a dead activation, who are still, still could do things. But I definitely prioritise keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh Lastly, we've got the big bad guy of C four, Steve Gidd. Uh Needs no introduction. He's an incredible player. Uh, a blizzard is more scary than a tempest. Is his name
1: of his <laughs> list. He's
0: got V. Ve- binox and improvised orders uh, again he actually brought a he also brought a illegal list which he had to fix up um, in in blizzard force you could only allow two stormtrooper heavy response units uh, and he was he wasn't he wasn't aware he couldn't bring just a normal version of storms but it's okay so he had two units of storms have a response units with the dlt 19 and the r7c he then put in a unit of snows, I believe, I want to say ion gun. I'm to, I might be completely off. It might have brought the flame. I'm not sure. Four bikes with emergency transponders, and he brought General Weiss in the ATSC with concussion grenade launcher, mortar launcher, twin light blaster, and LTA. That's everything, surely. Literally everything, it's, yeah. It's almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I I, I wish he was here because I'd love to ask him, and I probably should have asked him on the day, Weiss over the Hammers pilot. Jared, do you have any idea why you'd take Weiss over the Hammers pilot? (laughs)
2: so from what i could see i was actually looking at this list quite a lot when i got home just wondering why as well my guess is the suppression stacking ability so he's got unrelenting fire maximum firepower overwhelming barrage um and also debark for ground assault so a big thing for debark for ground assault is with a single heavy response unit of storms you can hand out six suppression because you've got two Mm -hmm. special weapons and a base unit you can split all three up and hand out two suppressions per shot um, and then naturally I would assume the next turn he plays unrelenting fire so that they can only get rid of one, uh, one suppression max. So he hands out a bunch, maybe makes them, you know, panic on a, on the mission turn or final turn. Um, but that's the only reason I could see it. Cause I feel like, you know, it's really hard to give them, so sur- well, you can't get them surges at all in this list. So I feel like he was probably missing a lot of shots because of not being able to get the surge in there. But Mm -hmm. my guess is, yeah, just wanting
1: to hand out all that suppression.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Pablo, do you have any insight?
1: No, not on Imperials for sure. And (laughs) certainly this idea that I had heard floated any number of places that, you know, a fully loaded imperial atst is just not worth the points i'm pretty sure it was the last podcast somewhere saying that you know you don't I think need we'll all, definitely said that every, yeah. every single weapon on the thing um because you aren't doing enough with them but there you go steve the man give teaching everyone again how Damn. to play the game
0: now jared looking at steve's list how would you approach it with your with your clone list how are you approaching this list
2: for me it's kill the atst first for sure um I for once brought Anakin instead of Yoda and I stacked so much impact in that list. I had bark Speeders with missiles. Um Anakin naturally was save a throw. I had a missile clone unit. I think I had impact 11 in total. So I kind of need to gun for the ATST really quickly and then deal with the impending four units of bikes that are immediately flanking me. Um Yeah, naturally Steve's a good enough player that he wouldn't give me an ATST to shoot at range four. (laughs) (laughs) So the issue is I would have to move my box up to get in range four, which then his bikes would obviously be there to shoot my bikes. So um, being Blizzard, it's just a really, really scary list. It's good all round. It would just be a a really long range attrition game, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, What about you, Adam? I, I don't know. I'd probably yep. <laughs> just ask him if he wants to go get a beer and have yeah. a sit down and have a chat. <laughs> um I genuinely don't know how I could do it. He, he's just too good. Like i, I got to remember, like I think I always I always do that. I always like look at the really good players and go, I cannot beat you and then get it in my head. But yeah, I don't know how when when you've got a list like this and it's an A plus list with a st carrot with an s-tier pilot you know what do you what do you do <laughs> you just go okay um it's it definitely it's definitely gonna come down to her more mistakes in the game and uh like i said steve's an ST player so he's gonna make a lot less mistakes than i will but looking forward to versing it eventually but it's yeah, a really bit of a bit of a varied um top top three from from you know when we did our little maitland breakdown the other week uh mm. i think it's really Spe- good uh two two empires isn't that great, but it is uh at least the empire's extremely different lists.
1: Yeah, yeah, For sure. sure.
0: Yep. We had a pretty good breakdown of of who actually came to the event, like the actual different lists. So as always there was uh more empire, so we had uh eight empire players, six separatists, four Republic, two rebels. No Shadow Collective. We always have a pretty good Separatist showing too. Sorry, perhaps are you gonna
1: say something before? I was about to ask about the rest of the lists and outside of these top three, what was the rest mm-hmm. of our community sort of going to? Was there anything surprising out there? Did anyone come close to sort of, you mentioned one Ewok player. So what was that like?
0: Yeah. So so Matt, well, a friend of the show, Matt, uh, who uh, hopefully we will not even get on next week to actually talk about his list. Uh, he brought an 11 activation Ewok list. Uh, I won't go into it too much. I, won't, I won't, But what I got from a lot of the people he versed in himself was it's a lot of... It's really hard to kill. And it's a lot of bodies. It just doesn't do enough damage. Uh, so, mm-hmm. obviously, a lot of to play there. A lot of you know, to get around it. I am looking forward to seeing how Ewoks kind of shape up and to see if we've got something that can actually do something against these you know, blizzards and tempests. Uh, it's not my style. I do like things that can hit hard. Jared, do you see yourself of running Ewoks? <clears throat> Not
2: really. I've never really been a big fan of Horde armies like that, but, um, they do seem interesting. Like if you can't generate big enough dice pools with the, you know, the heavy cover and low profile, they could honestly be so hard to deal with. Um, I said it in the previous episode that where, you know, they seem really, really good against non armor. I think they're just going to not do well into armor, which unfortunately is Mm. the sad reality right now (laughs) once again. But, um, I think I'd struggle like with Gar. I just don't see it even with a fire support. It's not worth spending two, like 160 points worth of shots to kill a 55 point unit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw some dark troopers. I was really happy to see some dark troopers we haven't had too many of those and i think they're a great unit that people should be playing more of i think there's a little bit of a stigma around them at the moment and i don't think there should be <laughs> friend of the uh friend of the c4 squad ben jordan who is part of the Four squad but he's uh friend good good long-term friend yeah he he actually came to the event uh he traveled all the way from bumfuck whoop whoop i can't remember where he lives He lives <laughs> bum, <fuck. laughs> but he traveled all the way um running yeah yeah he, he's running a list that i would very much like to play which is both ig droids and dark troopers i think that's incredible that's something i definitely want to play uh but yeah lots of dark troopers lots of heroes very varied in lists uh but i think the overall the overall kind of vibe was everyone was kind of playing some competitive stuff i think getting ready for that competitive season hmm. are you is that, what, is that what your idea was jared kind of coming into the day like playing something competitive getting ready yeah, it was kind of to see how
2: Anakin would shape up into the meta. And funnily enough, I versed literally nothing. I got no value out of my impact whatsoever, which, <laughs> you know, it, it made me happy because, you know, it, it kind of made me feel like I didn't actually need to run it because, well, most of the time I'm probably not going to verse it. Just, yeah, we had one Dark Trooper player and I think a single ATST there. Every, yeah. Everyone else wasn't running armor. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like I would have been happier off running... um. You know yoda but i'm actually making the change to shadow collective so that's going to be really fun <laughs> to learn
0: yeah okay mixing yeah. it up yeah what about you what are Adam? you what are, um I, I i'm i'm going to give this list one more go at our qualifier event uh the number of qualifier events i can actually attend is getting less and less and less and i definitely can't go to worlds next year so i'm, I'm getting over my list but i'm going to run it one more time see how well i can go and then I think I'm just going to start playing a little bit more a little bit more janky stuff, maybe a little bit more fun uh, towards the end of the year, kind of giving up on the season a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Pablo, I know, I know you're not too heavily involved in the Legion uh, tournament scene, but what about you for tournaments? Are you kind of rearing up for
1: tournaments or are you just going to stay casual this year? I think I want to stay casual. I think there is a nice disconnect in a way I have from that competitive scene that I like being part of. The team that's running things. I definitely like playing. Don't get me wrong. And you know, playing some X Wing and playing Shadow Point and playing some Legion if I can. But yeah, I haven't played an actual game in months now, so it's very theoretical in my mind for a lot of you know these interactions and these cards and these these type of units. But I am just super glad we have a season again. So. That's what I'm really happy mm. for. Yeah, mm. yeah, right. it's
0: great well, fun. We've got a new segment, guys. We've had one of our one of our two of our local listeners ask us to roast their cythrus list. Hopefully, give them a little bit of uh, opinion on the list. Maybe, hopefully, try and help. Try and help. So let's talk about Nick Luca's list. So I was lucky enough to play Nick at, in our Maitland tournament. He was my round three opponent, and we actually got to talk about his list. And I can actually see that he's actually implemented some of the things I mentioned. He then nice. did worse at Sithus, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't.
1: <laughs> you sabotaged him. <laughs> oh my god! god. god. <laughs> Anything uh, to get that leg so up. So you're, you're you're an anti oracle.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I beat people like one individual at a time from every, every angle. <laughs> I. I, so Nick's running a double bounty hunter list. So he's got officer, Callus, Boba Fett, IG, and then a shoreline, three shores and three waters. He's got a 13 point bid. So he's obviously trying to get that, those objectives. I think that's where we actually need to look at his mm. list the most is his objectives. So he's got intercept transmissions, KP, payload, sabotage, the moisture evaporators. Just just on just on those alone, Jared, can you view anything there that you would, would you make any changes to those objectives?
2: Yep, yep, definitely. So it's naturally primarily the objectives themselves. Um, if you're running a double bounty hunter list where the primary focus is you want to get that bounty point, like in most cases in a game, you, you probably won't ever get a bounty, but every now and then you'll get that one bounty. And the issue is, is that, you're seeing a lot of like missions that you can score more like a lot of points in instead of a maximum of one or two so um, with double bounty you really want to look at you know like key positions which is that's in there where you know you can um just take your own point and then go and swing and get that bounty and put pressure from away from the center point um sabs is probably fine too just because you're both you know in most cases sabs usually comes down to points if you're both playing KG. so bounty hunters are good there too but I think the primary issue is the intercept, the transmissions where you can score just so many points and bounties become irrelevant.
0: Yeah. So he's definitely got intercept, which is good. Uh, so you saying getting rid of intercept.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that's the big issue. Cause it's, it's, you know, you could score a lot of points on intercept compared to KP, uh, SADS payload, um, even recover where you can just completely, you know, you put pressure on the middle while, Pressuring the back line so that way you know there's only mm. a one point differential.
0: Yeah. I think straight away getting rid of VAPS and putting in uh recover the supplies, you've got you've got Boba Fett with Intel on him. He can get to that middle objective and claim it on the first turn with a lot of deploy with a lot of deployments, and then he can quickly just run away or get into a safe position. I actually think intercepts a good call for him because he's got he's got 10 activations. who can actually do the objective, uh, where sabotage the moisture evaporators. His three mortars can't do the objective. So he's relying on his shoreline and his officer and maybe even callous to do it, which is, which is good again with that. So you could get Boba Fett to run over there and do it, but you've only got really one unit who could go to your opponent's side and, and hopefully mm. tap that. Tap that. Tap that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm guessing. KP is good for him. I, I'm not good at KP is my weakest objective. So i very rarely try and play it. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's probably, probably a fine one in there as well. So yeah, I can see they're getting rid of moisture evaporators and swapping that in for, uh, grab the boxes. Uh, what's it called? Recover the supplies, grab the boxes. (laughs) It's
2: it's basically the boxes.
0: Yeah. Now let, let's talk about, let's talk about his deployments. Advanced positions, battle lines, major offensive, long march. Okay, let's talk about two of these. Let's talk about battle lines. I don't think if you're not if you're not running a speeder list, battle lines should be nowhere near your mm-hmm. deployment deck. It allows your opponent way too much freedom, and allows you to get flanked from multiples. It, 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 it's too much freedom. Long march. I don't think you've got enough long range firepower to justify long march where you would come against other people who are a range four gun line. I understand you got a shoreline and I understand you got IG. That's it. (laughs) Like there's not much, and IG wants to to get into range three. So getting rid of long march as well. Now some of the easy ones we could fix them up with, you could easily put in things like disarray. You've got Boba Fett. Boba Fett's great on disarray. You put him on the opposite side of the board. You have an absolute Swiss army knife. You could do a lot of stuff by himself. And it puts a lot of people off as well. Being on disarray, mm-hmm. you've also got my personal favourite, hemmed in, with with recon intel. I'm pretty sure you can touch the box. Uh, you're, you're very close to being able to touch the middle box, turn one. So you're just moving, claiming it, and then you can bugger off with, with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't want to run hemmed in, I also quite like danger close. I've actually stopped putting in major offensives. And started putting in danger close. It is a very odd deployment that not a lot of people have a good of have a lot of um, experience with. So kind of it can put you off a lot, and it also pretty much makes you on the opposite side of the board. So your opponent might look at the board and say, "Well, I really like this side." Well, danger close pretty much means you got to swap anyway because the majority of your deployments on your opposite side of the board why so i really like danger close it kind of just mixes it up a little bit and again you've got boba fett who can be you can deploy anywhere he can be in de- i'm not saying that he shouldn't be deployed anywhere but he can be if your opponent does mm. a poor deployment uh yeah you, know, you don't always have to rule with respect turn one <laughs> you know yeah, you can work your yeah. way into it yeah
2: and if, anything yeah. there jared you want to add? Yeah, I hundred percent agree with the deployments. You just basically you're handicapping yourself by putting long march in when you know you've got all range four. You're literally going to lose a mortar probably turn one to a triple strike team list just because you, you don't have the range to counter that. Um, you know, uh, I agree with advanced uh, advanced danger close hemmed in easily the best three for this list by far. Um, primarily just cause you also have that flanking potential. Like Adam said, you don't need to be rule respecting if it's, you know, if you've got a really good spot for Boba to come around, swing in and shoot a wound for commander or something for an easy bounty. Mm. Um, he's also just, yeah, really good in his own. He's a Swiss army knife. Like Adam said, he can do everything speed three. Um, I can see you got the flamer on there too, which is really good. He just cleans house of that thing. When you mix in the pierce gun.
0: But yeah. Yeah. I, I- I think there's some, I think there's some pretty simple changes you can make just to your objective debt there. Uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about the greens he has on there. He's got clear conditions, supply drop, fortified, minefield. I want to say something a bit, might be a bit contentious, Jared. Take out minefield.
2: Oh, I was about to say <laughs> you
0: Try supply and drop, put in, and put in limited viz. Oh,
2: limited I understand viz.
0: You've, I understand you've got range four mortars. I understand you got range for shores. They're not the best. Like I love seeing a mortar. I love seeing a mortar out in the open or out anywhere. Oh, you shot me while well, I'm gonna go kill that mortar. I, I think the point of the mortars is that kind of, again, they're that dead activation. It doesn't matter when they go. It doesn't really matter if they do anything. Hopefully I can get too, if you get two suppression on your enemy, they've done their job. So if they don't activate for a couple of turns, it's not that big a deal. And then your opponent has just got more to kill by the end of it. They've got more targets. Uh, that's just my opinion. Like I, I, I'm probably wrong. I'm not a big range four guy. Jared, do you have any, anything to add there? What would you put in other than minefield?
2: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. No minefield. I was actually going to say war weary because naturally Boba and IG, are um, operatives, they'll go off their own courage anyway. Um, yep. which both of them are three. So war weary, both your officers will be with your gun line, and with the amount of suppression you can hand out with the mortars, it I it just don't see a reason not to run it. Like you're always going to have your officer and Callus within range one of these infantry. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, the only other thing I would potentially change, just because I'm a sucker for a triple triple strike team, is drop a unit of shores and a mortar for three strikes.
0: I think we'll go to eleven acts.
2: Yep. The sweet, sweet 11 act goodness.
0: I'm big. I'm not a fan of 11 act lists because I find that they don't have enough staying power long-term. Uh, you'd actually you'd have to get rid of something else as well. You but, would, you know, yeah. You would have
2: to drop Talus down to an officer basically and give you less of the flexibility for command cards.
0: Oh uh, no, you could just either drop some upgrades. You could, you could drop, you know, targeting scopes, Hunter. Hunter, I don't overly like mm. uh, on our IG. You could drop recon intel. You, you could drop. Yeah, Electro Minox you could still run the same list. Yeah. yeah. But they, hopefully Nick hopefully Nick that gives you kind of an understanding of of our point of view. Uh on the on the on the list. I think it's really good. Yeah, I did get to verse it the other week and it was very tough. Uh yeah. Now we have another person who wants their <laughs> wants their uh what's their, their spicy lead. list roasted. And that's <laughs> our own podcast, Nick. Shout out to Nick for being on the pod. Sticks and stones won't hurt, but bombs and whips might. Okay. He is running Cassian, boo, K2, Sabine, (laughs) two rebel vets with the uh, heavy weapon off. Officer, two medium blasters, clan Wren, and two strike teams. Wow. What a good list. This actually looks like a lot of fun. Like this genuinely looks like a great little list. Uh, Did you get to play him at all, Jared? I didn't, but I've
2: definitely versed Nick I actually, I versed him at Maitland with this exact same list. I think just his upgrades have ever so slightly changed.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep.
2: super fun to play against. Um, yeah. Clayman's terrifying, man.
0: Now let's have a look at his tip. He's got intercept the transmissions, sabotage the VAPs, recover the supplies and KP. I think the only one who needs to drop there as well is if sabotages the VAPs. What do you, what do you think?
2: Mm, yeah, I think so too. Just cause you know, with the, with the snipers, you want them to be
0: shooting, um, hmm. it's not the worst one because he's got, he's got, it's, it's, not, it's not horrible. Yeah. i to look and see what else you might be put in. Uh, I, I, I guess breakthrough.
2: Yeah. I'm sure. Intercept KP recover.
0: Possibly. Possibly payload, especially with Sabine being able to drop bombs, uh, and having the whip, the, the grappling line payload. Yeah. Not, not the worst one in the world. I just don't think vaps is is the right one for this list
2: Mm -hmm.
0: in i in my opinion i do like the rebel vets with the officer and the heavy weapon because i'm a big fan of of courage two units (laughs) Uh, and then you got clan Ren with all all the goodies I, i can't really knock this list i don't have much to say about this list actually yeah i think all the deployments are fine as well ap battle lines i don't really know why battle lines is in there get rid of it um, <laughs> you could easily swap that to be that yeah, danger close, danger close, or you can swap it around to be disarray. Pretty much, if you if you're not running bikes and bombing run, get rid of battle lines. uh Supply drop, great. Hostile, fantastic. Fortified, fantastic. War weary, yeah, fantastic, yeah. Nothing to knock there at all. Yeah. I don't know why you're losing any games, mate. I can't can't find it. You're
1: Cassian, It's probably
0: Cassian. It's, it's probably Aww. Cassian. It's <laughs> Cassian. I
1: was gonna say um, he's uh he needs to have a spiffier name for his lists. And this is getting this <laughs> long.
0: Okay. If if I was gonna make a single change, I would actually get rid of Hunter off Cassian. I might even get rid of emergency Transponder off K2. And I would run it at a 10 point bid cause you, you would not be happy to get some objectives in, in there. you would not be happy with, mm. you know, you wouldn't be happy with your, um, that probably buy yeah. any little tiny, yeah. so again, it's a, it's a really good list. I don't really know. I don't really know what's knock, knock about
2: it. Yeah. I think for me, it's just the Cassian upgrades. Really? Like I, am actually the opposite. Honestly, I'd keep him em- emergency on K2. Um, primarily because if you want to go first with Cassian and need aims, Tra- uh, K2 can transponder for that aim which also goes to Cassian so that way he can aim and then shoot with two aims straight off the bat mm. and then situational Darren. on Cassian is probably the other one
0: so, you, so what you're saying is you're disagreeing with me on the pod
2: I, I'm absolutely disagreeing now, I'm you, know, down you know, the it's, like... it's
0: your first week alright I'm i <laughs>
2: <laughs> and cool. my last week apparently goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good last. i lasted.
0: No, 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 no I, I i genuinely don't know what to do i i love it's the kind of list where a couple of bad shots in the clan ran it's going to go down you know it's just about being cagey as cagey as you can sabine ram i know i know Nick's had a lot of uh, promising results with the electro grappling line uh i really like the electro grappling line because you can recover and just keep a unit there they're not moving it's fantastic it's a great little way to to really minimize that you know efficiency there Mm. all right well we didn't roast them too much so you're lucky (laughs) did you you have anything (laughs) you you wanted to talk about with did you have anything you wanted to talk about with your own games from from systems before we get into questions
2: um not really. Like I guess I like, big shout out to Cal. He, bl- he played a really good game. He uh, claimed my head for the bounty.
0: <laughs> he did claim your head. Yeah, for the bounty. yeah,
2: yeah. He um had the cheeky double magners and the a full unit of commando BXs. And man, they're scary. They are super, super scary.
0: What was your game like with him? Because I played him. I played him round three.
2: Yep, it was just super attritiony. I had a uh, a nice big rock to sit my whole clone ball on. Um, and it was basically just pinging shots at each other from range four the whole game. Um, I had barks coming yep. around the side um, to, you know, slowly kill the B1s because there was just repair 10 in that list. There was no point trying to kill Magnus
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah, God. and yeah, it ended up going uh, Cal's way on points, I believe.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah! Super we close we had a very similar game where he definitely wanted to, he definitely wanted to play the game range four. Uh, we were playing intercept, so I won the first, so I, 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 won two points of the first one. He won one. He did the classic, I'm not going to go for the middle objective until the last round. Ah, uh, yeah. So I knew I just had to start taking whatever I could out with the B2s. Yeah. Having very good attrition. I'm able to walk up, get into range, take the shots and then start blasting. Um, so that, that worked really well. I didn't have a lot where I had some places to hide, but not a lot of places to get fully hidden. So he was definitely getting the plinks off on me, but when those B2s got in, they just started melting him. And then, like I said earlier about the list, he really focused on the B2s, which just let the uh, pikes just get, you know, nine what, eight Dyson to Magna guards, you know, yeah. just deleting units at the end. Uh, I got a really good couple of shots off into those BX units too, because his BX units were kind of holding his back objective. So I just, Hurt, hurt him there and then Orbital bombarded them to, to finish him off. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew it was going to be an attrition game. So I actually held my Orbital bombardment pretty late. I think I used it maybe turn five, uh, which just sealed the, that probably sealed it. Because then he had to move another guy to his back objective and I'd already taken out a fair bit. Um, uh, yeah, so it was kind of, it was kind of over at that stage. Yeah. yeah. But it Especially was a really about- good game. Yeah. He's, he plays really well. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. him again, playing him
1: again, see how he goes. Yeah. Yeah. And All right. did we deal with the bikes for Mr. Gibb? Like four bikes. Is that terrible? How did that go?
0: We did, we did have a, yeah, on, on the, on the agenda for today, how to deal with bikes. Jared, you're the bike player. How do we, how do we deal with bikes? What's your, what's your secret sauce?
2: strike teams and bounty hunters just sharpshooter, off just ping them over the course of two turns generally they you know they're in they get speed of one cover they're trying to fling out wide you know if you have triple strikes just just ping them slowly they'll die <laughs> they might get a yeah. two rounds of shooting off but um yeah just bounty hunters and sharpshooter i guess other than that um if they have them in heavy cover like area terrain uh large dice pools is probably the other way i'd suggest <laughs>
0: One thing as well is if if you've got if you're an opponent with bikes when you're going through terrain, and you've got something like woods, or you've got something area terrainish that is anything more than, you know, small, I would definitely say you can't go through. Like you gotta you gotta try and find something on the board that's gonna work to your advantage a little bit. So any sort of dense wood or dense kind of area like that, I would talk to your opponent and say, look, this is a rocky Rocky outcropping, they can't go through it reasons. Yeah. Like talk with your opponent about it. like, you're not going to get it every single time, but I would definitely try and find those, you know, figure out what is height two, what is mm. definitely, they can't go over. Like look for those openings because they are a really hard. unit to get down, especially Imperial bikes. Uh, yeah, look for the ways that look for the lanes they have to come through and then try and set up appropriately. That's realistically all I can say to that. Mm. Uh, use B2s and use blast. <laughs> <laughs> As always.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know it was a great event and I know we'll be having some more in the future, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on to listener questions. And if you want to write a listener question on uh, the old school way, you can email us at round up at gmail.com or put it on our discord various pages where is various chat rooms for that so yeah post some questions there uh jared did you want to get that first question
2: yeah sure so
1: johnny wombat
2: asks as an organizer of the event what was your highlight and uh what pleased you the most
0: adam i love this is gonna sound bad because i'm a fat man but i like going to lunch with everyone (laughs) <laughs> I like looking at everyone on, on the table and it, I like seeing, you know, oh, I've got, you know, I've got a nigga next to me. I've got Josh next to me. I've got, you know, Brendan across from me. I've got you know, all these people that, you know, I don't, get to, I don't get to really interact with that much on a daily basis. I'm talking to different people and everyone's, everyone's interacting with each other, talking about their games, talking about their wins and their losses, people catching up with old friends. You know, it was great seeing Ben there. At our event, and yeah, he's catching up with you know. Saw him catching up with Steve, and obviously there's like a history there. It's just good seeing all these people kind of coming together. I also like that about eighteen of us had a C four shirt,
1: <laughs> which mm. is
0: a nice little touch. Uh, I should have I should have started the shirt business before I got into this. No, it's <laughs> it, it's a good. It, like yeah, my, my my highlight is just actually doing the event, you know, all the, all the worry or the stress or the planning that comes into it. And then hey, it's, 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 it's a good event and everyone enjoys themselves and everyone has a good time. And the, I, I don't really get a lot of, no one ever leaves. I don't think anyone ever leaves the event saying, you know, like, this wasn't the best. I've been to bad events before. I just, I don't want anyone to ever leave with that. So yeah, that, that's what I like the most. That's what pleases me the most is just everyone having a good time. and. I like that everyone comes and talks to us too. Like everyone I guess I would have talked to every single person there and it was good. Hmm. Which is what I like. Yeah. Would it be you, Jared? What was your favorite part of the day?
2: Um kind of st- Oh, what I was going to say really as well, it was, um, yeah, just honestly catching up with everyone talking about how the games went. That's always the funnest part is just hearing how games yeah. went. And also like another guilty pleasure of mine is just seeing people like changing their lists after the first round, after like at lunch yes. or deleting a list, like on their, on their app. You're like, all right, well that clear, they clearly didn't like that for a test. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's yeah just I, cool I, to, I like, do
0: like, I do like the immediate copying of some it's of the hilarious. Pretty good.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm one of those ones that delete the list. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Why did I try this? What what am I doing? Um, but yeah, it, it, I think just, um, honestly, just getting diverse different people as well. Um, like just wacky fun lists or meta lists that people, you know, just different factions. And, um, you know, I'm probably not the right one to complain about that since I play literally clones with one slight difference against Joel every week. <laughs> <laughs> banging his head against the wall playing the same thing over and over but um yeah no it's just really really fun and once again you guys did amazing in organizing it
1: thank you. Yeah. Um, i you were there you were there in the morning mate what did, what did you what did you would you like yeah well super pleased that we're getting travelers like johnny wombat here from Bega and ben jordan from wherever hell he's hanging his hat these days it's you know a testament to what we've imbued our events with like we're getting that sort of uh traveling uh membership coming mm. up and playing so that was really pleasing to see and having not gone to a tournament in ages and actually seen how far like the group bringing terrain like matt's terrain cows terrain uh i think of some other ones on top of my head but yeah there was the indoor one the kashik like it was just it was amazing to see that being set up and ready to go so yeah that was very pleasing too
0: yeah it's yeah. amazing that we can all kind of come together and you know anyone who who's out there wanting to run an event or you know wants to talk about it just someone talk to me about it. i'd love to talk to you about it i'd love to give you all the knowledge that we've all the, i'll tell you all the mistakes that we made in the <laughs> early days and even the mistakes we make now like i said today like we we didn't make an announcement and someone brought it up and it's like i knew that you know come talk to us and <laughs> And the same thing goes to like stores. Like if you, if you get a store and they're not sure, like we'll come and run that shit. We'll, we'll run, we'll run it. We'll run an event for you. We don't care. Or we'll give you whatever advice we can. We'll
1: help out we're here. True, 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 true. And then we have a question from admin Curtis. What is the best bit of advice for making objective decks, which we've touched on a bit before. Are some objectives better for a double bounty list? Ding, ding, ding. I feel I play the same objectives too often and that maybe this forces me into a playstyle which doesn't suit my bounty hunters. Did any of you face Curtis over the weekend? No, I did not, unfortunately. I we did just touch on
0: a double bounty list before with, with mm. Nick Lucas list, but I'll probably just say the same thing. If if there's an objective that you keep losing with, take it out of your deck. Don't play it. For me it's kp last year the three games i lost the tournaments were all to kp it left the deck it was no <laughs> longer in the deck. and that's
1: i would seriously i, I would choose a, 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 yeah. to, uh, legion gods
0: and any time it came up on an opponent's deck i would take a worse objective than kp because i knew i was just rubbish at it I did finally win a game this year with KP and it's brought back a little bit of the confidence, so it has returned, but yeah, if, if you keep losing on VAPs, take it out, do something different. And I think, like we said before, if you're running double bounties, you want the objectives where you're forcing your opponents to to do something. Payload, um, key positions is, is, you know, a, a decent one intercept. I, I, guess for maybe double bounty thinking about it, KP is not a good one. Cause it does wait to the end of the game. Mm. You want, you want, you know, their bounty having to do something, you know, yeah. whether it's a, a grab a box or intercept the transmission or anything like that. That's you need them doing things and getting out there in the mix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so you're right. right. And honestly, yeah. Thinking about that. Yeah. I, I think, you know you've kind of changed my mind a little bit about kp being a key thing for um bounty hunters being low scoring but yeah you're absolutely right like if a character for example like most missions the character is going to be doing it especially recover the supplies like you won't really see a base unit running up for that middle box unless it's like black suns or something like that so um yeah no you're on something there adam on on to something, sorry. Rather,
1: <laughs> yeah. it is, it is, like, I'll be honest.
0: I'll be on something, I'll be honest, Jared. Anything to get rid of KP out of people's decks, man. I'll I'll say anything. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just no, another way of slowly win. Yeah, yeah. And um, I won't go into too much about the uh, the double bounties or anything like that because we've just talked about it. But um, definitely, the best part of advice I have for making your objective deck is make your list first. Always make your list first. And then build your deck completely around that list. So,
0: no, I no, no, no. Build your I deck first. Build, no, 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 no. I'm a bit genuine. Build your deck first.
2: Really? Know, if, if, not-
0: if, if you if if you were saying, I'm going to, I'm going to have a real go at being a competitive list. Build your deck first. Because you, if you choose what you want to do, because if you say, I really want to do bombing run. That's my favorite objective. I want to do, the hostage. Well, it's already dictated what you're taking. You need a force user. You need a bike unit if you're doing bombing run. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to do you yeah. want to do break you want to well, breakthrough. You need
2: a lot of units. Yeah, I guess it honestly works I, out the same way regardless. Hey, like if you build your list, you're probably going to add those missions and vice versa. Like make I, your list so, I, missions. I, I, off.
0: I don't think so. I think if you if you have objectives that you either want to play, or you want to get better at, or you want to you know you're good at put those down first and then build the list around it. I get what you're saying, 100%, mm. that is the most common way everyone does it. But yeah. if you, if you're, if you're struggling with objective play, that's what I'd do. Mix it up, figure out what everyone yeah. sucks at.
2: Yeah. Do yeah. That. I think we can both agree. Uh, yeah, that basically, yeah. Just obviously make a list or objective death that suit that play into each other is kind of what we're getting at.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay. I think that is all the time we have for this week's Rounds Are Up podcast. I want to thank my co-host, Adam. Thank you. Very welcome, Pablo. And Jared, welcome as uh, the new official co-host, hostage host cycle. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm honoured. Thank you very much. And all of you for listening, come find the welcoming and helpful C4 squad on our Discord, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube streams via The Flaming Penguin links will be in the show notes take care roll well and as always c4 c4 C4. thank you all for listening to the rounds are up podcast by c4 squad make sure to give us a review on your platform of choice and hope all of your roles are natty crits thank you and goodbye